Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have His Great Bhavya Haridas Prabhuji from Washington. Today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 14, Verse 34. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please take over the call. Hari Bol, Dandavat Pranam, uh, all glories to Prabhupada. Uh, so thank you for inviting me. My name is Payahari uh, Das, and uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, in participating in Krishna Katha with devotees. So we are uh, reading uh, from the fifth canto, chapter 14, verse 34. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Kvachitavatadya Nekadevika Bhautikatmayanam Dukhanam Pratinivarane kalpa duranta vishaya vishanasate. The conditioned soul suffers many miserable conditions, many miserable bodily conditions, such as being affected by severe cold and strong winds. He also suffers due to the activities of other living beings and due to natural disturbances. When he is unable to counteract them and has to remain in a miserable condition, he naturally becomes very morose because he wants to enjoy material facilities. Om Gyan Timarindasi Gyan Anjana Shalakya Chakshurun Malitam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Jai Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai so this verse essentially talks about the three kinds of miseries that a conditioned soul experiences in the material world. They are the Adi Devik, Adi Bhotik, and Adi Atmika uh, miseries. And uh, uh, this uh, topic of uh, Srila Prabhupada doesn't have a purport to this verse. He has purport to the next verse, which is uh, kind of a continuation of this of this verse. But Prabhupada has spoken extensively about this uh, general topic of uh, the miseries of a conditioned soul, and specifically how do devotees deal with with uh, with miseries. Uh, Krishna speaks extensively about it. Uh, in the in the Bhagavad Gita, very early on, right after he he begins to instruct Arjun Krishna, Krishna tells him Matras Parshastu Kontaya Shitosana Sukutukadaha Agma Paina Nitesha Tams Titikshaswabharata. Right, he says that all these miseries are because of the engagement of the senses with the object of the senses and one should learn to tolerate it. And then later on in the chapter he says that one who is undisturbed by these dualities of 
of misery and happiness and distress and heat and cold is a sage of steady mind so we'll speak a little bit about this very important topic of how to deal with with uh, the various kinds of kinds of uh, uh, of miseries uh, once uh, uh, once a devotee uh, disciple of shila prabhupad was telling him that prabhupad i'm feeling i'm feeling cold and prabhupad said no you're not and he said yes prabhupad i i i know i'm feeling cold and uh, prabhupad said no 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 you're not so then prabhupad then the disciple said my body is feeling cold prabhupad said yes <clears throat> that is correct so then the disciple said that so what you're saying is that i should tolerate it and prabhupad said yes but not artificially so that is the uh, uh that is the secret of the secret sauce of dealing with miseries that one tolerates it but not artificially artificially means that one acts according to one's adhikar for a more exalted devotee maybe heat and cold does not matter and they don't even register but for one who is not that exalted it may it may matter when shila prabhupad himself was very sick and he went through 3 uh, to 4 days of a lot of body pain and the disciple asked uh, prabhupad that um, how did you feel when your body was going through so much of so much of pain and prabhupad said like a lover's bite so uh, Uh, um, lover's bite is it, it's still it's a bite it still pains but because it's coming from your loved one there is there is a sweetness in that pain so prabhupad was talking about how uh, this is coming from krishna and if it is coming from krishna then uh, the the pain may be there but stronger than the pain is the sense of sweetness so as devotees they look at these miseries as something that krishna is giving them as an opportunity to improve their well-being when uh, parishit maharaj was cursed he was happy as seven days i will listen to krishna katha when vidur was uh, insulted by duryodhan he was happy no more palace intrigue for me no more all this plotting let me go out for my tirth yatra when kunti devi had all this misery she was happy because each of the misery she said helps me remind uh, remind uh, me of krishna when arjun had this misery he surrendered to krishna and received instructions from him when drumaraj had these miseries then he took the instructions of narad muni to perfect his life so devotees look upon these miseries as as a postcard there is uh, 
uh, there is a message in them and they try then they open the postcard and they read it and try to understand what the what the message is now there is a practical way also of dealing with these miseries that narad muni explains to maharaj yudhishthir in the seventh canto of the bhagavatam 15th chapter verse 24 and he says there are these three kinds of miseries that he talks about he talks about uh, uh, the very same three kinds and then he gives a solution for them also he says for adi daivik so adi daivik is that which is caused by the demigods like natural disturbances he says the solution is to meditate in a trance for adi bhautik adi bhautik is that which is caused by other living entities this may be viruses or or infections or enemies and the solution for that is sadachar and and non enviousness sadachar means good conduct and adi atmik which is caused by one's own body and mind interestingly he says the solution is hatha yoga and pranayam so we'll uh see a little bit more about these these uh, three and uh, uh, after that we'll we'll have a discussion so adi daivik the solution is is meditation in uh, <clears throat> in 2013 there was this huge avalanche in in the kedarnath area in india there's lord shiva's temple and everything was being swept by houses and hotels and big big buildings the avalanche was 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 so strong the force of the avalanche and then a, there was a big stone that came and it positioned itself uh, behind the deity of lord shiva so the, whatever the avalanche was coming that stone was redirecting it and then in front of the deity of lord shiva uh, there was a yogi who appeared apparently out of nowhere and then he stood over there simply simply in a trance of meditation and everybody else was running around trying to protect themselves so many people died but he just stood over there and as he stood over there all the debris that was flying and the boulders everything it was it was uh, going around the the deity of lord shiva and when the avalanche ended because all the roads and all that were blocked then the government was was had a helicopter and they were airlifting the people out and they came to the yogi and they said this place is locked in we'll airlift you out and the yogi said don't worry i'll walk and then he went somewhere so simply by the by the trance of meditation so uh, so an avalanche is adi devik which is by the by the demigods in this case the sadhus reveal that before this avalanche happened the government had made a decision to move the temple of parvati devi to a level that was at a higher altitude than that of lord shiva 
and Parvati Devi came in the dream of the priest and told her, don't do this. I cannot be at a level higher than my husband, but nobody listened to the priest. And then she got, and then she got upset uh, about it. So when the devas get upset, then they send things like heat waves and droughts and uh, uh, different kinds of uh, environmental disasters. And we may not be at the level of the yogi to meditate in a, in a trance, but we can meditate on the instructions of the scriptures in a trance. Right? We, 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 uh, we see that example of uh, Lord Brahma, that uh, when he was born, then the whole universe was in chaos. There were winds and waves and everything going on. And then he received the instructions of Krishna through the flute. He essentially got the, the Gopal Gaitri Mantra. And he meditated on a trance. And when he meditated in a trance on the instruction, he became purified. And then he was able to stop all the disturbance and begin the, begin the, the construction of the universe. So we can meditate in a trance. Trance means without disturbance, with fixed, being fixed in it. On the instructions of Srila Prabhupada, on the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and they will help us to, to either tolerate the, uh, the Adi Devi Kleshas or to actually reverse the, the Kleshas. Now, the second category is Adi Bhautik. So Adi Bhautik is by other living entities. Maybe family members, maybe uh, uh, poisonous snakes or scorpions or insects. And uh, uh, the solution given by Narad Muni is Sadachar and non-enviousness. So sadachar means proper conduct. So proper conduct means that one, one is uh, strongly situated in a mode of goodness. So one eats properly, one sleeps and wakes up properly. So by doing these things, one is not going to agitate other living entities. By living in the mode of living in the mode of goodness, one naturally establishes a protective sphere of goodness around oneself. It's like if you're living and you're you're throwing garbage into your neighbor's house, eventually the neighbor will react. They will come and harm you. They will fight with you. They will complain against uh, against you. But if you're living in a with sadachar that this is my garbage, I take care of it, I dispose of it, then there's no reason for the neighbor to come and fight with you. Right? And the second is non-enviousness. So enviousness is, is, is basically hatred that is without any reason. Just, just because there is, uh, you know, it is in, in a negative way, it is ahituki, it is causeless. And because of enviousness, one, one, creates enmity. 
One may become envious to animals and kill them and eat them. One may become envious to people and try and harm them. And that creates enmity. So non-enviousness will protect one from all these kinds of enmities from other living entities. So uh, at least amongst, amongst humans, because a lot of Bhautik is actually from humans, the recommendation is that one should serve the superiors, then those who are junior, one should help them and offer them gifts, and those who are peer, one should be friendly to them. So in all three situations, one maintains sadachar and, and lack of envy. Once a disciple wrote to Srila Prabhupada that uh, this ISKCON is supposed to be a spiritual organization and there, are, there is so much of disagreement between disciples. They are, they are um, arguing with one another. And Prabhupada said, that's good. We are a personal organization. We are a personal religion. Only in impersonalism, there is no disagreement. When there are people, there will be, even, even in the spiritual world, there is disagreement going on. There are debates that are going on. But they are all centered around how to serve Krishna. And that's what is, Prabhupada said, that is what is happening among devotees, how best to serve, serve Krishna. So, it's not that one becomes Om Shanti Shanti, that uh, uh, one ceases to interact with other people. Interactions should be there in the proper mood. Disagreements can be there in the proper in the proper moon. That is why these three kinds of interactions are given. That if there is a disagreement with the superior, then the person should say, how best can I serve? If there is from a junior, how best can I serve? So from a superior, I best I can serve is by taking instructions. From junior, by giving instructions. And by a peer, by having discussions. The third is adhyatmic, which is by one's own self, one's own body and mind. And uh, Narmani recommends Hatha Yoga and Pranayam. Hatha Yoga for the body and Pranayam for the, for the mind. And here again, this principle of being regulated is important. In the sixth chapter, of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that a yogi is one who is regulated in his sleeping and waking, in his eating, in, uh, in all aspects. So sometimes people think yogis are extremely austere, they don't sleep at all or uh, uh, they don't eat at all. That's not true. The cases that we see where the yogis are not eating anything is because they have advanced to the point where that is the regulation from them. Dhruva Maharaj was eating once in three days at one point, and that was sufficient for him. It's not that he was starving himself, but he was so absorbed in meditating on Krishna that that was sufficient for him. So that may not be good enough for other people, but one needs to fi- figure out what is, the, what is the regulation for me. In the uh, uh, 
So these are the three kinds of miseries. And a concluding thought is that devotees often ask that if uh, devotion is performed on a transcendental platform, then why do these kleshas attack the devotees? A once uh, uh, disciple asked Prabhupada, Bhakti is transcendental? Prabhupada said yes. So then why do these material kleshas attack the devotees? And then Prabhupada explains with a nice example that you can consider yourself on a boat that is on a, in a ocean. And the ocean has huge waves in it. So the boat is going to be rocked by the waves. But you are safe on the boat. But nevertheless, you will experience the waves. But imagine if there was no boat. You would still experience the waves, but to a tremendously greater extent. The waves will have the capability of completing, completely drowning you. So that's what bhakti is. It, keeps, it puts you on this transcendental boat. And the boat may be rocked by the modes of material nature, may be rocked by the glaciers. But you should know that you are safe in the boat. And then Prabhupada said that, and then you can learn from the captain of the boat how to navigate the boat in these waves. And the Srimad Bhagavatam, the sages of Namasharan, they <coughs> glorified um, Sutta Goswami as the captain of the boat, gave the position of a guru. So Prabhupada says you can learn from a guru how to stay in the boat and navigate this wave. Sometimes people fall off it, but Prabhupada says that that's where you have to take instructions from the captain of the boat because he is expert in navigating the boat. So in the praise by Brahma, he, he recites this uh, famous verse in the 10th canto, 14th chapter, Tattenu kampam sumikshamana bunjane vatma kritam vipakam hidvag vipurbhir vidadam namaste jiveta muktipad sadaya bhak. And so he says that, uh, Lord Brahma says that um, uh, a, a devotee who patiently <coughs> tolerates all the miseries while offering obeisances to the Lord is, uh, uh, is becomes so the, the most important parts of this verse is the last two words Dayabhag. Dayabhag means that it becomes his rightful claim to go back to Krishna. So Lord Brahma does not say that the devotee gets into a position of no miseries. That's not the qualification of the devotee to return to Krishna. But a devotee who is able to tolerate this while not just tolerate it, because even impersonists can tolerate it, but tolerate it while offering obeisances to Krishna. That person, it becomes that person's rightful destiny. It becomes his birthright to go back to Krishna. Vishnu Chakravarti Pad, when he comments on this verse, he says that, uh, uh, why does Krishna make devotees suffer? And he says, for the same reason uh, that uh, after cold, one appreciates the warmth. After hunger, one appreciates food. After darkness, one appreciates 
light. So, so devotees, they go through the miseries so that they can appreciate the shelter of Krishna. We see that in the, in the Rasa dance, in the, uh, um, later on in the 10th canto, that Krishna disappears and then reappears again. And he says, I only disappeared to, so that your longing for me would be intensified. So when devotees go through miseries, then, like Prabhupada says, that uh, if they are able to connect it to Krishna, they use those miseries to, to increase their, their, their loving dependence on Krishna, their, their gratitude on uh, Krishna. So, uh, Sachitanan Maharaj gives this nice meditation that when a devotee is going through misery, uh, I'll, and I'll end with this, so he gives this meditation that uh, uh, the devotee should say that I'm going through these difficult times, I cannot solve this alone. So therefore I surrender to you, my dear Krishna, so that you can protect me and maintain me. So protection is from the material onslaughts. And maintenance is from the spiritual aspect. So one surrenders to Krishna that if you so desire, you can protect me from these material onslaughts, these, these uh, uh, three kleshas and maintain me so that my spiritual life does not become affected. Sometimes devotees go through uh, spiritual crisis in the face of material adversity. They, in the temple there used to be a, there used to be a devotee used to come, a congregation member used to come once in a while and then he stopped coming. And then uh, after some time I saw him again, I said, I haven't seen you for a while. And then he said, I was coming to Krishna, I was enjoying, and then, and then he had this list of things that I, this thing happened to me, my, my family members cheated me, why did this happen to me, why did Krishna let that happen to me? So and then he decided not to come. So sometimes, depending on the nature of the, of the calamity, it, it shakes the person's spiritual faith. But if one meditates in this way that if Krishna desires, then he can protect me and maintain me. Protect me from the material onslaughts and more importantly, maintain my spiritual growth. Okay, so I'm going to end over here and see if there is any discussion. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Thank you so much for such a wonderful class. I request all the devotees, if they have any questions or a query, please go ahead and ask. Thank you, Prabhuji, for a very nice class. Thank you. 
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी वेरी नाइस वेरी वेरी गुड यू आंसर माय क्वेश्चन बिकॉज आई एम गोइंग थ्रू फिजिकल डिवर्सिटी एंड आई एम नॉट एबल टू डू एनी साधना बट आई हैव फेथ देर इज अ रीजन बिहाइंड to i'm going through and able to not to do anything for krishna so i pray to krishna please uh, do something so i able to do in future when my physical condition will okay in the meantime krishna send some help because faith is the key if you lose faith then it's difficult but krishna is merciful so merciful that's all i want to say thank you prabhuji to increase my faith aapne theek hi kaha कि ये दुख के बाद सुख जरूर आता है और जब दुख में इंसान भगवान को याद करे चाहे वो लेट कर ही करे चाहे वो फिजिकली ना कर सके लेकिन मन से तो कर सकता है थैंक यू प्रभु जी थैंक यू बहुत बहुत ही अच्छा लेक्चर था हरे कृष्ण थैंक यू सो मच फॉर शेयरिंग योर रियलाइजेशन एंड माई प्रेयर्स आर ऑल्सो देर फॉर आई एम श्योर अदर डिवोटीज आर ऑल्सो प्रेइंग फॉर यू टू क्विकली गेट गेट वेल एंड एंड रिज्यूम योर सर्विसेज एंड आई थिंक इन द मेन टाइम यू आर you are you are demonstrating the conduct of an ideal devotee by simply patiently waiting for whatever trials and tribulations are happening to pass and uh, anything good that comes as an opportunity to resume your uh, sadhana and your uh, and your service in the in the 8th chapter of the gita krishna describes the material world as dukhalayam ashashvatam and that it is a place of misery and it is and it is ashashvatam means temporary and then some acharyas say that ashashvatam also applies to dukhalayam that it is a place of temporary misery so uh, one of the one of the common sayings in english is that this too shall pass so uh so we know that if it is night it's going to be day and if it's winter it's going to be summer and krishna yes. says shashvatam dukhaliyam that even if it even though it's a phase of misery the misery is temporary and especially for especially for devotees so i'm confident that things will get better for you very soon I mean, I used to go to the temple. I used to do so many things for others, not for myself, for others. And now Krishna says, "You lie down, 
and I will provide you whatever you need, including prasadam, including uh, help to go to the doctor's office, hospital. I mean, Krishna is so merciful. If you are not able to do, he will send somebody. That's the realization I had, and uh, still going on. Hopefully, it will be end, uh, so I can do resume my sadhana. I'm sure it will. Thank you for sharing. <laughs>